0: Today, America, we get to talk about a subject that is rarely covered. Today, we're talking about unconditional love. Unconditional love. It sounds novel. It sounds sexy, rolling off the tongue. It even sounds like something to desire. You even have a bunch of young couples walking around talking about, I love him unconditionally. No, you don't. Because you don't even know the true meaning of the term unconditional love. Let's talk about what Unconditional Love is first so we can all be on the same page. And then we're going to go ahead and get down to the same paragraph so we can find the same word and get on the same letter. So let's wrap a spell. Unconditional Love is affinity for another person without external influences. So let's make that plain. It's when you love someone no matter what happens. And you've got a whole bunch of people who claim this in the beginning of their relationships. And why is it they claim this? The reason why is because they're still in the beginning of that relationship phase where they're still feeling the endorphins of new love. New love, it it always feels good because it releases these chemicals inside the brain that feed the pleasure centers and makes you feel all warm and happy. This phase of the relationship usually lasts anywhere from a few months to a year. When the love cocaine starts to wear off, people begin to start to see clearly again. And this is when they begin to see who they're really dealing with. And at this time, is when all the self-preservation mechanisms are put into place. For example, she catches him in his first lie. She begins to study his body language the next time he lies so that she knows when he's lying in the future. So now she's getting ready to become a detective so that she can stay on top of everything he does. He's not a secret agent or a former intelligence officer, so why in the hell does he have the need to lock his phone all of a sudden? And the self preservation mechanism that is being employed here is monitor him to see if he's cheating on me so that I can know and break up with him. And brothers and sisters, that right there is an example of what unconditional love is not. She's already set a condition by where if he does this, then I'm going to do that. Unconditional love is a very rare thing. It's also a beautiful thing when it's achieved. But most people will never know what it's like. And why is that? The reason is because unconditional love requires what most people are not willing to give. It requires the complete surrender of yourself to another person. It requires the removal of your ego from the relationship. And it requires you to surrender your identity as an individual where the two become one inside the relationship. And when most people hear those requirements, the cost of that love is way too steep. And they go ahead and they opt for a mediocre kind of love instead and keep it moving. We're gonna talk about these requirements after this music break. This is the OJs. I want you here with me off their 1979 album, Identify Yourself. Before we left, we were talking about unconditional love and what it requires. And as I said, most people cannot afford unconditional love because the cost is too steep. They settle for regular love instead. And the regular love, it comes with an appetizer of fun at first, a main course of insecurity, a slice of drama for dessert paired with a bottle of fuck this shit, I'm out, Moscato. And because individuals choose to remain a renter in the market of love instead of becoming an owner, they have to keep moving from place to place and person to person. Is it easy? Hell no, it ain't easy. So what does it take to be an owner instead of a renter in the market of love? How do you develop an unconditional love? Well, a couple of weeks ago, We talked about natural attraction versus programmed attraction. Natural attraction is the initial building block of your foundation. If you chose a mate because he has a nice whip and he lives on the right side of town, you've already fucked up. If you chose a mate that made your panties wet every time you walked past him and he couldn't take his eyes off of you while he was installing your kitchen counters, You probably have something that you can work with. So if you want a mortgage on this kind of love, what's the cost? The first down payment in this kind of relationship is complete surrender of oneself to another. Now, what does that mean and how do you even do that? Surrendering yourself means throwing away all preconceived notions of what you thought being in a relationship was all about. If your idea of a relationship is going to be Have two kids. Go to soccer on Saturday. Go to church on Sunday. We make love once a week. We work until the age of 65. We retire, open up a flower shop. While keeping your hair perfectly permed, you might be missing out. He may have an idea that he wants a woman that will drop everything right now and move to the Bahamas with him and let her hair go natural so she can surf with him every day. Make love three times a day have five kids and run their own bed and breakfast right now instead of working for anybody else he would cook dinner on the beach while you swim with the kids she would hum bob marley tunes while he rubs her back in the evenings he would bend her over against a coconut tree and give her one more orgasm on their nightly walk down the beach he would hold her hand and treat her like a queen while escorting her through this life And you only get this from natural attraction, not programmed. Programmed attraction always fizzles out. And the closing cost on this kind of love is so high that only a very small percentage of the world's population can afford it. It requires you to surrender your ego with your love. Now, how does that work? This is where you put all conditions inside of a box and set them on fire. Every single what-if scenario you could ever think of you'd put it inside that box and you would set it ablaze to never ever return to your thoughts. Now why would you do this? Because an unconditional love doesn't have what-if scenarios. There is just the relationship. It's like cognac neat in your glass. It's not watered down with ice. Now what does this look like inside the everyday world? Well, He could go out and father another child and your ass still ain't going nowhere. You forgive him and you move on. You could go outside and set his 67 Chevelle on fire. And guess what? He's still not going anywhere. He would actually forgive you and move on. So why are couples that share an unconditional love able to forgive each other so easily and continue to stay with one another? It's because they're smart enough to realize that anything bad that they can experience with each other they can also experience with another so the smart play is to stay present forgive keep loving grow stronger and let whatever it was wash away and because they have this form of a relationship their bond only grows stronger every day they know no matter what the other person is not going anywhere. I'm going to drop the needle on the groove with you guys. When we return, we'll talk about the last payment on this unconditional love. This is Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. You know how to make me feel so good off their 1975 album, Wake Up Everybody. You're listening to Cognac and Candy Sundays on Vinyl97.com. This is your host, Young Bull. And today we have been talking about unconditional love, what it takes to achieve it. One has to surrender themselves and their ego to achieve it. And beyond that, there's one more cost. Individuals must be willing to surrender their individual identities in order to become one. And most people are not able to do this because, as a society, we've been trained to make it about us 24-7. Here's a selfie. Look at me. Instagram. Check out what I'm eating right now. Facebook. Look what I did Snapchat. Look what I'm thinking right now I I I I I So to become one with another person is to have clear communication honest dialogue and A heart that beats at the same rhythm you two become like one human body and when this happens decision-making changes conversation changes Love making changes. You no longer see another person across from you. Instead, you see an extension of yourself. You look out for yourself. You protect yourself. You respect yourself. You love yourself. Yeah, man, it gets deep. Now, let's talk about the benefits of having an unconditional love. For one, you don't have to spend half of your life playing detective, going around and wondering whether he's cheating on you or not. When you have an unconditional love, if that happens, oh well, god damn it, it happened. I'm not going anywhere. The only thing that you care about is how you feel when you're with that person. You ain't got time to be Perry Mason and Angela Lansbury when you've got this kind of love. That shit is exhausting anyway, always having to be on guard. Another benefit is knowing that whatever comes your way, you're going to be able to make it through together. And that's powerful because you know you have a ride or die, no matter what that person has your back. And last but not least, the sex inside of an unconditional relationship is off the meter. They're not concerned about other people and what they might think. If one of them gets a itch that needs scratching, They'll both hop in the back seat of the truck at the Whole Foods and they'll work it out before they go shopping. Hell, if they're inside the Chipotle and one of them gives the other one the eye, they'll go inside the bathroom and they'll work it out inside there real quick. Even at your Christmas party at your house. If you invite them and they disappear on you, don't be surprised. They're probably inside of your guest bedroom getting that fix. They're intoxicated with each other and that America is a beautiful thing. So if you're tired of renting, brothers and sisters, go ahead and spend the extra and get you an unconditional love. This is Tyrone Davis. Ain't nothing I can do.